and welcome to our fellow Dark Rose citizens. You are now listening to episode 51 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Young. If you are new to this show, this is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee, and then we get together to sit down and break down, analyze, discuss some of the new comic books that are coming to the local comic shop. So the coffee we'll be brewing today is called Artie, and it's roasted by Timber Train Coffee Roasters. And the comics we'll be discussing today are The Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight Number 1. So it's kind of like a, a one-shot tie-in to the main series, uh, to that main six-parter Batman Who Laughs series. And Blackbird Number 6. So if you like the show, please remember to hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on podcast services all around the world. So as long as we're hitting that subscribe button, let us know how we're doing by hitting up iTunes and leave us a review and a rating if you got some time. And make sure you spread the word and tell everyone about this podcast. So, Like, like if you don't mind, just like, just do it. Just, you know, just, just help us out a little bit. Just help us out. Just spread the word. Spread. <laughs> can I have some more? <laughs> As I was about to say, I spread the word. I was about to say, like, spread the gospel. And I was like, oh, that's, that's too <laughs> That's far. a little too that's much. That's too far. <laughs> that's too far. Just make a slight mention. <laughs> All right. So before we get into talking about comics, though, how'd you weep in, Victor? I didn't realize our words were so powerful that they could be considered gospel. <laughs> uh, my week has but been... But it's like, it's, like, powerful to, like, a select few. I, yeah, like a, like a very select <laughs> A.K.A. me and you. Uh, uh, my week has been, uh, has been good. It's, uh, it's been busy at work. Uh, I finally got the chance to watch the new uh, Avengers Endgame trailer. Must say, very hyped. I haven't seen it. Must what? say, very hyped. <laughs> what am I doing hosting a comics podcast? I haven't watched a new trailer. Hey, you know what? We'll watch it. I don't after. know. Let's I don't watch know. it after. I don't know Let's what to say to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very. It's it's a good trailer. Um, you know, spoilers. I, I'm kind of curious to see if the it's actual Avengers. Spoil the trailer for me. I won't. You done? Okay, so kind of, <laughs> kind of curious to see if the Avengers uh, franchise continues after Endgame. Yeah, yeah, they're on. They're gonna be onto the next phase after. Yeah, but with the same people though. No, very different people, I'd imagine. I, I feel like it's the new generation of heroes that are going through. I feel like uh, the new Captain America is gonna be like. Uh, I don't even know if it'll be Captain America. It'll be like Steve Buscemi or something. <laughs> 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 like old old man Rogers, yeah. Type story. Now I, I think it's gonna be. I I don't think it's gonna be the main Avengers cast yeah. that they started with. So yeah. they're gonna go. I think with like uh, you know Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Spider Man. Yeah. Now that they've kind of gotten his right bats rights back. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. It was you like know. split. Yeah. But Marvel's doing most of the heavy lifting, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe with like. I don't know. Like I don't. They. They. I think they have to start introducing some new characters if they're not bringing back the original crew. Yeah, just to sort of keep it going, right? Yeah. Because because that that's the thing. Like, like the Avengers cast, especially uh, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Like he's been in that role for like a decade now. Yeah. <laughs> a decade yeah. and more than a decade, eleven decade, years yeah. now. So then it's just like, you know, how long can you play a particular character? And, he, and he's up there in age, right? Yeah. Not to be like an ageist or anything, but uh, he's <laughs> up there. And, you know, sooner or later, he's going to pull a Hugh Jackman, right? Well, so. he's, he's expressed 
interest to move on, right? Yeah, I think so. It's it's about time he pulls yeah. a Hugh Jackman. Like it's coming soon. Yeah, right. Jackman's so. been in that role forever, right? Long, so. long, long time. Yeah. Like he's been in that role for like uh, when did the first X Men come out? It was like two thousand. Two thousand. I think it's two thousand two. Yeah, I was about to put it in like two thousand two, two thousand one. I think it was two thousand and two. And then Old Man Logan came out when? 2017 or 18? Oh, the first X-Men came out in 2000. Yeah. X2 came out 2003. So... Um, the first Wolverine... What, Logan? Yeah, when did Old Man Logan come out? Oh, the newest one? Yeah. Um, I think... 2018, I want to say sure. 2018. No. Could be 17, though. Could be 17. It's 2017. So he was in that role for, for 17, 17 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just think about that, man. <laughs> he, he was in that role for like longer than half of my life. <laughs> people, people who like just turned 18 would have only ever seen him in this role. Exactly. Yeah. They would have been like, man, this guy's playing this character before I was born. Yeah. Which would be a very true statement for yeah. those who are just turning 18. Exactly. Uh, no, they he, they could have seen him in uh, Les Mis, the movie, <laughs> with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> they could have seen him there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They you're might have right. seen Jackman on Broadway. You never you know. know. I was gonna, yeah, know. I was going to say, know. like, there's like, a whole plethora of Broadway that he was on. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got a resume. Yeah. But he's just mostly no, but I mean, known like, uh, for Wolverine. I mean, like, in terms of, like, uh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Wolverine on TV. <laughs> oh, I've only ever seen him. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's been playing this guy forever. Kind of curious to see uh, who the next Wolverine will be. But, you know, know, kind I of. I saw a... a poster a while back, and I know we're talking about Wolverine for a while now, but I saw a poster a while back. I think it was done by Boss Logic. Yeah. And it was the guy from um, Stranger Things, Billy. Okay. The Billy, the uh, the older brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Really? Yeah, and the poster was incredible though, and it and it actually <laughs> kind of looked like he could pull it off. Maybe if you put on some size. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but he's not a small dude. But it's, but he's not like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's not like Hugh Jackman. He's not Hugh Jackman type jacked. Hugh jacked. He was also he also played. Like we're talking about the older brother, the girl, right? Of the girl, yeah, of yeah. the new girl. You know, he also played the Red Ranger. In, yeah, 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 the, Red Ranger yeah. in the. Yeah. Okay, so we're on the same page about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, was just thinking his look from Stranger Things with the whole like mullet and everything yeah. would be closer in line with yeah. what they would go for for Logan. And not the Red Ranger. Could be possible. Yeah. Could be possible. It could be. But I don't know. I looked at the post, I was like, okay, cool. That's pretty cool. And then there was like no mention of it ever again. <laughs> it's so. just like it, it's, uh, it was kiboshed right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, anyways, what about you, Jay? What have you been up to this week? I have been I have been playing a new game on my phone. Okay. It's called... I don't like the way that sounds already. Well, listen. It's for when I run out of stamina and Dogon. Oh, okay. I need something else to occupy myself. (laughs) Um, So I've been playing this other game that's called Dragalia Lost. It's published by Nintendo. Okay. And it's pretty fun. It's another one of those... It's kind of like a gacha type game, but it's it's not that unit heavy. Right. And it's like a little hack and slash RPG. So you build a little team and then you go into a dungeon and then you like, you know, you follow a story and right. then you go into a stage, kill a boss, whatever. You go around and like yeah. tap, tap, tap and they hack and slash and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's well polished because, you know, Nintendo. And it's well, it's got like a nice voice acting crew on it too. It's pretty well done. 
it's yeah i i would say like if you're interested in stuff like that for your phone i I would say give it a try imagine how good dokkan would be and how popular it would be if it was a little bit more polished in terms of like those little things if it just had hd graphics (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, like that that changes the game for me yeah right because then now i can take any of my unit and i can turn it into like my wallpaper yeah they like just, there, there's something to be said about that i think they just the uh, bamco needs to step it up man. they need to step it up like when they have amazing looking super attack animations and then it's like this like pixelated guy come at you <laughs> you're just like ah, okay Go so <laughs> so like they could do so much if they just up the resolution up the quality but that would like I think that would make the game way too big. Because um, the, the game itself is pretty large. So to HD yeah. everything, I think that would be... Uh, they have so many units, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think it eventually has to happen if they want to keep the game going. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're doing that now with the latest releases on JP. Yeah. But for them to go back and then and do redo them all, all of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a lot, but it yeah. has to happen. The new animations do look better, but yeah. If anything... <laughs> There's just one man that needs a new animation. <laughs> and that's our boy Gohan. A new team that needs a new animation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, I think that's about all I did. Hey, man. Just, you know, just hanging sounds, out. That's a good week, man. That's you know, a good week for Trying me. out some stuff. Just I've been playing some My Team on 2K, but that's a, that's a long story. Ooh, that's a long story. Some booster pack openings, huh? Well, if you have Amazon Prime. Okay, I'll get into this real quick. If you have, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Twitch Prime. Yes, Twitch Prime gave out five packs of Twitch Prime exclusive My Team packs. Okay, and those packs are stacked with better players. Right. Not in terms of better players than what you can get in the game, but like better players with better rarity. Yeah. So you already start with better rarity stuff in there. Uh huh. Uh, so you crack over the five packs, you probably get a, like some amethyst stuff, some ruby sapphire stuff, which yeah. is good, right? Yeah. So. So yeah, I cracked those packs, and then I got some pretty decent players, and I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm playing this game mode now." Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I. I remember the last time Twitch did that, <clears throat> they gave away like a hundred thousand VC or something like that, or was it like ten thousand? I can't remember. I don't remember. It was something insane. Yeah. And then I was like, "Yo, I tried to do like multiple accounts. It didn't work. I, I, <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> no, you, it had just worked that one time, but but still, it's pretty. It's pretty cool." If yeah. you have it, you definitely grab yeah, the Yeah, I think I'll... Uh, I mean, I haven't fired my my copy of it up in a while, but uh, I think it may be time to get back into it. Dude. We'll see. I mean... It's fun. It It is yeah. fun. Yeah. I miss playing my team. 2K is where it's at, man. Yeah, man. For sure. All right. So, let's go ahead. Go brew that coffee. And then we'll come back and talk about some of this week's comics. Be right back. And we're at the comic segment. And what we do in this segment is we take some of the newest comic books that come out to the local comic shop. And then we bring them here and we talk about them. We discuss them. And we try to talk about some of the themes and the plot and stuff like that. So we hope you have fun with the conversation with us. But before we get into comics discussion, into actually talking about the comics, Victor is going to... Conversation discussion. (laughs) uh, Almost. almost, You know, I wasn't sure which word to use. Uh, But before we get into that, Victor is going to talk to us about the coffee we'll be having throughout this conversation. Our coffee this week. Yes, sir. Is named Artie. Okay. From the country of Ethiopia and the region of Artie Sadamo. Okay. Ironically enough. And uh, it's been brewed by Timber Train Coffee Roasters out in Vancouver, British Columbia, our friends out in the west. Nice, nice. 
Or east, depends on which way you go in. It Earth. depends on, yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> but but the shortest distance is west. Yeah. Well, it, when we say our, yeah. then it's west. Yeah. You know, could be your east. If you're coming from Japan, could then Could be yeah, your yeah. south. If you're coming from Japan, then for sure Vancouver's east. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless like, you, yeah. like, fly the other way, then. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let me just pay more to go the other way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we start talking, spoiler alert, because of the way that we'll be talking about these books, in order to really get into some of the themes, some of the plot details and stuff like that, we're going to have to spoil them. Uh, so if you haven't read these books, make sure you hit up your local comic shop. Make sure you go pick up the books, buy the books, bring them home, take them out of the bags, read them, and then come and join a conversation. Okay. So the first book that we have today is... The Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight, number one. It's written by Scott Snyder and James Tynion IV. It's drawn by Eduardo Riso and colored by Dave Stewart and lettered by Sal Cipriano. First thing I got to say is that's one heck of a variant cover. Yes. One heck of a variant cover. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was very tempted. Yeah. <laughs> To, to go pick up to like pick multiple up the, copies to, yeah because <laughs> it was so good <laughs> but you know baby so you can't uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the diaper money <laughs> every variant it was good to see finally where the Grim Knight took um, uh, Gordon Mr. James Gordon uh, <laughs> it, it was interesting because I, because I mean, obviously, the the the, the, the Bam Who Left issues themselves don't really come out that often, right? Right. So then, in between <laughs> between last issue and this issue, it's like, okay, well, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see that um, in this uh, sort of one-off tie-in issue, they um, they address that they address it, yeah. Um, and then they sort of go into like this this brief history, not brief. It's mostly the issue, uh, the history of the Grim Knight himself. Yes. Right. And it turns out the, the the major turning point for him and what, what sort of led him to a different path was the fact that he actually turned around, grabbed the gun of, of uh, the robber, and which has a name. I believe it's Joe, Joe Cold. Joe, Joe Chill. Joe Chill, sorry. Joe, no, Joe Chill. Cold. Yeah, so it turns around. I don't even, I don't know if that's actually Joe Chill in, the, in this particular uh, story. Yeah. Because it's never mentioned. Yeah. But we'll call him Joe Chill for the sake of call him joe chill yeah. uh <laughs> you know uh, so he turns around grabs the gun and kills joe chill and he and then he f- and then to him the the solution then becomes let's just kill everybody before they cause any more problems right yeah and that sort of has been the the defining difference between uh the grim knight and and the batman that we know right uh as it's apparent by the fact that the joker is missing in, in his universe a, a lot of the big the big baddies are missing in his universe, right? Mm-hmm. He's never faced Bane. He's never faced um, uh, the Joker because he kills him before he turns into the Joker. Yeah. Right? So a, a lot of those things make him very different, mm-hmm. right? Uh, do you feel that there's sort of, I don't know, any other differences between the two the two Gatmans? Well, one's <laughs> Gatman, one's Batman. <laughs> um, I, I feel like with this character... They really didn't want to make a character that was straight up just evil. Like yeah. this, this character comes from a place of of 
of fear, but turning that fear into a weapon. Mm-hmm. But like not in a sense where Batman turned the fear into a symbol of fear right. towards other people. Mm-hmm. But he turned it into a weapon where he's like he's fueled he's fueled essentially by the fear that he will lose control of the city and people will get hurt. Right. So in order to conquer that, he just faces him head on with a gun. Yeah. And he takes him out before it happens. So yeah. I, I think the major differences here is more so in philosophy. It's not so much in like skill set or skill set. Like, their skill set is very similar, exactly. Except, except for the except fact that uh, one will pull the trigger, the other one will knock exactly, you out. So exactly. it's it's about it's a philosophical difference. But if you take away the gun, if you take away his process, they're both you, the you're same looking thing. at the same guy. Yeah, right. And and I think and they explore it in this issue as well. They explore the idea that um, they explore Alfred leaving him. Yeah. Right. And I couldn't believe that that was the way he's been treating Alfred the whole time. Yeah. Like that's it's, that's rough. It's because he's just constantly looking for control. Yeah. Even even in the issue, he has full control over Alfred, and he yeah. knows. And Alfred knows he has something implanted in him mm-hmm. because I think Batman understands that if I don't, he'll just leave. Right. But then Alfred chooses to leave anyways. Yeah. Right. Because we we now we now sort of get a picture in that. Alfred follows Batman's ways because he believes in Batman's methods. Right. You know, in in putting away these criminals but rehabilitating them as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And and putting them away in the asylum and stuff like that. Yeah. Um but whereas in this case, Batman's just putting people on the ground. Mm-hmm. So you can already see that difference is driving a lot of the close people around him away. Yeah. And that's to me, that's kind of the main difference. Mm-hmm. Is it's just that, that little change. And when Batman crosses the the only line he told himself he wouldn't do, mm. and then how that would affect the people around him, it's um, uh, it's interesting because obviously this particular Batman's um relationship with um uh, with uh, Gordon is very different, mm-hmm. right? It's the Gordon is very much against him, right? Yeah, um, maybe not so much against the idea of him trying to protect the city but the way he goes about it is obviously it's, it's not agreeable yeah right um so it's interesting to sort of see a different dynamic there uh i had a point and then i forgot what my point was because then i was just thinking about gordon's face <laughs> for, for like no, for no reason um i what was the point i was trying to make I think is it um, sorry what was that? is it about the grim knight well it's obviously is about the grim knight about... no i mean no not the title but i mean like the character were you going to make a point about bruce we're going to make a point about jim was what? it going to be a point about i prefer to call him james james gordon <laughs> james gordon <laughs> would it be about you know harvey dent <sighs> I don't, I don't I know. For, you know what, yeah, you know what it is? It's, it's, gone. it's gone in my head. Uh, but I think... I Wow. I really sleep in my head right now. I, I do apologize for that. We'll come back to Yeah, it, come back to me, please. We'll, come we'll back come to back I was to making a point. point. In unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable, Victor. Uh, it, it was also a little lost on me because um, the way that... <laughs> I, I haven't read a one shot like this in a while. Yeah. So when... When Gordon came back, 
like <laughs> because he wasn't dead and mm-hmm. he came back and everyone's like oh i thought you were dead and he came back as like this guy you know <laughs> you know yeah and it was like i was like oh man like I'm reading the full story here. I forgot that it was a one shot. Yeah. Because in my mind, I was like, man, this issue is going to be done soon. And then they finish off the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. One thing, you know, what that moment sort of reminded me of, uh, remember when uh, when they did uh, Superman Red Sun? Yeah. Um, and then obviously in that story, Superman is uh, part of the Soviet Union. Yep. And then that version of Batman in that book Remember him? He was sort of like he was sort of like Jim in in this particular issue, right? Yep. Where he was just like, "Oh, guys, I got some juicy stuff from Superman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know. Just, just, just a an little interesting bit, yeah. little, little interesting callback. I, I, I sort of had right. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of like a Jason Bourne, where he just like won't die. To <laughs> Jesus come back. Christ! It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I want to see where. I want to see how Grim Knight now fits into sort of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Because he's obviously not evil. He's... His intentions are good. But I just don't see this completely aligning with the Batman who laughs in the long run. Mm -hmm. They're obviously going to come to heads at some point. Right? So, I want to know when that point's going to be. And... Is there a potential team up that may happen mm-hmm. between the Grim Knight and uh, the other Batman? Because they're again, the only difference is is in their approach. Yeah, right. But it, it's a big difference, and and they obviously are fighting because of the the differences in that. Yeah. Right? But I mean, they're also very both very different from the Batman who laughs. Yeah. Right? So I want to see how he sort of fits it in the bigger picture. It's almost. He's he's almost a character where I feel like he's he's very he's the closest to the Batman we know. Yeah, you know, in, in this particular of, story, in terms anyway. of personality, yeah. Yeah. yeah, in terms of ideology, different. But very he's different. very much just he he's the closest to like the DC Punisher that you look at. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's but he's like the is... Punisher with resources. Yeah, you know, so. In in this particular story, the way that this issue unfolded, one one thing I'll say about the way this issue unfolded is like I felt like they they were really trying to hit every single note in a one shot. Yeah, and it felt a little jumbled because there were some parts I felt like it was a little bit unnecessary mm-hmm. or a little out of order. Yeah, um, yeah, like they they talk about his past. And then they talk about how Jim Gordon tried to take him down. And then he goes back to present-day Jim. And yeah. then he goes back even further with the Alfred stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, I I almost felt like if they told that chronologically, yeah, it would have helped build the character a little better for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same... Because, like... Right, right from the get go, you already present us with a character that's kind of like DC's Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> so, my interest is now in how he got to that point. Yeah. But I want to know from the start mm-hmm. what was the turning point, what was the change. Yeah. Right. And in the issue itself, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem clear cut. 
yeah where that change occurs where that sort of flip over happens mm-hmm. so i'm left reading an issue it's just him continuously harking back in different events in his life yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't show that transition for me because i think the transition for this particular batman is the most important mm-hmm. because he's so close to our batman mm-hmm. that the transition is too important to overlook so that was something that was a little amiss for me but other than that i felt like this is one of those batmans where like i think alfred leaving him was probably it but but even before alfred leaving he was already killing people right but but that was from that that was right from the beginning then right when he when he goes and he kills joe chill right in the beginning when he drops the gun that that was the difference then that would be the difference yeah yeah but he wasn't Batman. No, but uh, <clears throat> see, it's hard to say now, yeah. right? So, because, like, I, I wanted to know if because they both got to got to becoming Batman in a very different way. Yeah. So I would say like the turning point was right in the beginning, right? And then they just both ended up being a Batman. Okay. I think that's that's probably because I mean it's because not he, it's not like their it's not like their paths were very similar. Yeah. Right. And like he like the Grim Knight sought to get training from from mercenaries from from right, right, like right, right. soldiers yeah and, he went across the globe yeah yeah whereas batman on the other side went to do in in terms of martial arts mm-hmm. right so i think their paths were already very very different they just ended up both being the batman mm-hmm. right and then i think the fact that their personalities are the same i think is just a coincidence mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean they're they're both batman they're both going to be very similar Mm-hmm. in many ways right um but i think uh yeah again the, the turning point was was just right at the beginning right okay all right i see what you mean heck yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see okay i can i can get behind you that can dig that I can, right? I can dig that i can get all behind right, that dig it then. all right <laughs> <laughs> okay so i i think yeah i think that that about covers that book yeah, for us yeah because that that's kind of I, like while whereas I enjoy it for me it was a little lost but you know the way you were explaining it to me just now it, it made a lot of sense so right yeah all right so I try my best uh, to make sense you know you can only <laughs> you can only strive for that um let's go on to our next book then and it is a short week this week so our second and our last book this week is Blackbird number six it's written oh. by. Where it's, oh, I almost lost where I wrote the. <laughs> it's uh, written by Sam. Laptop. It's, it's, the whole thing just like. <laughs> uh, it's written by Sam Humphreys with art by Jen Bartel, uh, layout artist Paul Reinwand, colored by Triona Farrell, and lettered by Jody Wynn. Okay. Uh, fantastic issue, yeah. as always. It's uh, It's great to finally see her turn into a paragon, which is all we ever wanted (laughs) since the first issue that that was what we wanted yeah um i didn't think i did not think that um that the meeting with her mom would be so dramatic right like i didn't think it was gonna be like that crazy right right um i did however foreshadow that um clint's father had um ulterior motives to making her a Zon Cabal. Yeah. Right? I also didn't 
There's a lot of things that happened in this book. I also yeah, a lot did, of things were revealed. I also didn't uh, predict that um, uh, the other cabal, uh, what is it? The the weird like fetishy one that they had at the end. Let me see if I can quickly scroll to the Polaris cabal. Yeah, I didn't think that they were pulling the strings in the back. Mm-hmm. Right, whatever that may mean, right? Like, I don't know to what extent they were pulling the strings. Uh oh, no, she was the one that um, she she, so she was the one that attacked a yeah thing. She right? attacked her. All right, all right, and that was a few issues back. Yeah, that was like the was early third, second or third issue. Um. Okay, so so that makes it all makes sense now. Then, um. Oh, but Nina is a paragon. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Look pretty at, cool. Out here looking like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did I did like that. Their their conversation, like the conversation with the mom, revealed a lot in the background about where this family stands in terms of the the, the paragons, right? Yeah. And it seems that it's 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 a generational thing that continues to be paragons yeah um and we finally get the reveal of what the word blackbird means mm-hmm. right yeah so in the issue they explain the blackbird as being somebody who has left the circle mm-hmm. someone who has left the paragon circle someone who has left magic behind right yeah and that's exactly what nina's mom did and when i first saw that reveal i was like oh so we're talking about nina's mom yeah but but then this whole time, Nina's mom basically forced Blackbird onto Nina. Yeah. Right? Because she didn't want her to be a part of this life because she's seen uh, what the Paragons do Yeah. To, to their family. Well, at least her particular family. Her particular family, yeah. yeah. So she didn't want her daughter to, to be a part of that. She didn't want her daughter to be in it. So she... I guess like casted her daughter completely out of it yeah now what I'm thinking is now that she's fully awakened into her TUR form of Paragonus what Mm. if what if there's a deeper meaning behind what the what her particular blackbird means I'm sure there is because they um also, I just threw in a Dokkan reference. Listen, I'm just trying to listen to the content, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just uh, try to catch you off guard. Um, so the um, the the way that the way that they were talking about how uh, she has the powers, but they don't have control over them. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like she has innate powers that are so powerful that that's also an ulterior motive of why. Her mom didn't want her to be a part of it. Right. Yeah. I also kind of... I also found it messed up that... Um, I mean, whatever she's planning to do with Marissa is obviously not good. Yes. Right? Like, I also find it messed up. She's like, I chose Marissa to save you. It's like, well... She's your daughter. She's too. your daughter either way. Like, it's Issa <laughs> no Gouda, So... <laughs> So I thought that was a little messed up. Like whatever's going on with this family, like in terms of like the the Paragon side of the family, like I don't want to know. Like it just seems like uh, yeah, seems and, like some like 
Some old school Aztec Mayan stuff that's happening, man. <laughs> like some sacrifices are happening for sure. Well, that's the thing, and it, and it may looking at Marissa at the end. I was like, oh, I feel so, bad for her because she, she felt bad for doesn't her. seem like she knows, knows at yeah, all. that she's gonna get sacrificed. So they claim, right? Yeah. And then, but I, what I thought was cool was, I mean, now we're getting a lot of character development with Nina, mm-hmm. right? Now we're finally seeing somebody who's willing to stand up for herself and willing to now take life in her own hands and to take control right mm-hmm. we're not we're now no longer seeing a nina that wants to rely on like the pills to get over things right yeah uh we're seeing a nina that um now has her paragon powers fully controllable yeah uh, and sort of choosing and living her life by her terms now right she's she claims to herself i chose a new family mm-hmm. which is the zonka ball which we'll we'll see how long that lasts right yeah probably only a couple issues um <laughs> and, but it's good to see right it's finally good to see some positive character development from her because she just sort of seemed like a like a like a raging teenager before yeah right like not bad but not something i could like completely get behind mm-hmm. right now we're seeing some growth like character wise and and it's a really good first step for her yes and i'm glad that this is the way that they decided to cap the first arc yeah yeah i, I agree and i think i i do still feel that some of that sort of like that raging teenager thing is still kind of present only in a sense that even at the end when she made the transition I I feel like a lot of what she was saying is still out of spite yeah it's not to me her transition into it is not an acceptance of who she is Mm -hmm. it's it's a defiance of of who she wasn't yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and to me that doesn't justify her transition yeah yeah i'm not saying it's it, though like what i'm saying is not that it doesn't justify story-wise mm-hmm. i think it justifies story-wise i i enjoy the transition the justification i'm saying it's it's on the it's on her level of saying yeah. like maybe she shouldn't have become a paragon yeah because the way she's making that transition is out of spite so i i kind of agree with the mother mm-hmm. that she should not have made that transition they should not have brought her in and that's why that ulterior motive from the Zonkabal is even is even more shadowy because yeah. you're just like, what is it exactly that they want out of her? Yeah, because now he the, he's told Clint to like basically keep tabs on every one of her moves, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, well, why, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, well, like what is it that you like, just like you say, what is it that you want from her? And and is it something that's really gonna like trigger her in the future, which it obviously will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. There's just and and there's just so many questions in my head now, right? Because then, like, now that she's been initiated into another family or into another cabal, like, what does that now mean for Gloria and her and her cabal, mm-hmm. the Iridium? There's a lot of questions now that I feel like 
the second arc needs to come. I think that's just the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there there are a lot of questions, even though we're at the point where we're like getting a lot of answers as well, right? And truthfully, yeah, I I really don't feel like her transition is justified. She really should not have become a paragon. Even even like Clint's father. In the last page, where you have the full page uh, spread, where uh, uh, where she's like transitioned into a paragon, mm-hmm. like you see Clint's dad in the corner with Clint, like he even looks shady in that picture. Yeah, like super shady. Yeah, super shady. It's just like, like who can you trust in this in this book? You can't trust nobody but Nina. I don't. I don't even know if you can trust Nina. Well, I don't know. Because I don't even know if Nina can trust Nina. Because that's, that's what I was about her, to say. Yeah, yeah. Like her own motivations aren't clear. But then, the, but then, like I'm looking forward to like further character growth because then obviously, like her motivations will change, and then her her character growth and her powers will change with it. Like it, it'll lead to a very like Nina in the next arc or two is going to be very different, mm-hmm. right? Um. And I'm hoping that um, uh, that these changes will lead to a more positive character, mm-hmm. right? To become more of a more of a hero type character, right? That's what I want for her, mm-hmm. right? But you know, what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? Uh, hey, we only know what we see. It's kind of, I mean. It's a true statement, <laughs> kind of a cop out statement, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this. I, I, I want to say it's the cap to the arc. I feel like there's one more issue to the cap of the arc. Uh, no, it literally says. Uh, it doesn't say. Our, it's a, it says uh, our first arc's complete. Where? Right on. Right after the the last page where it says to be continued. Oh, literally. The, oh, the, yeah, our first. Yeah, the complete. author says, "Dang y'all, that's six issues of Blackbird. Our first arc is complete." I might. I really enjoy this first arc. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> the, the way they left it, I felt like there was going to be some sort of showdown for the end of the arc. But okay, I guess the I guess the transformation is the cap yeah. of the arc. Which okay, that makes sense. I I really enjoyed it. I think if if you were to take what was happening in the first issue in terms of these characters yeah. and and compare them to where they are at now. There were some really major and important transitions that happened in the first arc that I think made it made it a really good telling yeah. of progress. Yeah. I mean and rightfully so, right? Now she's becoming a character that uh you only want to read more about. Mm-hmm. Right? Like in the beginning I could see why people may not want to read Blackbird. Now it's just like you gotta read Blackbird. <laughs> yeah. You gotta read it now. You gotta read it. <laughs> if you haven't already, shame on you. Read it. Read Blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, anything you wanna add to Blackbird before we uh cap this off? Uh artwork is gorgeous as always. I think oh, in yes. this particular in this particular issue, like they really went above and beyond. Yeah. Actually, yeah, let's let's talk about that somewhere. And uh oh actually, you know what? Now I'm just scrolling through it. There's one more thing I want to talk about. The jackal. Oh yeah, it, I think she'll she'll fall for the jackal's tricks at some point. Yeah, it's the jackal is like, you know, with with the truth. Like they were like, oh, they're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of questions. Yeah, and some of the questions, some of the questions that the jackal poses is like, yeah. oh, 
interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, about the source of their magic and yeah. like, you know, where all that stuff is. I do find it interesting that the source of their magic really comes from gems. Where do these gems come from? Yeah. Right? And so, he, whereas she believes magic is real, but maybe it's this whole other thing that's real and they're just harnessing it. And then, which makes sense because he says, or the Jack, I'm assuming it's a he, uh, Paragon's fear of the truth, who will pay their debt? Yeah. Like, like, like everything comes with a price. Like, mm-hmm. what is that price? Yeah. And by by fully transitioning, are you agreeing to pay that price? price? Yeah. Right? So, lots of questions about that for sure. Like that, the jackal is. Uh, I fe- there's it's no mistake that they introduced him at this in this issue. The jackal is asking all the right questions. There we go. That's that's what the jackal. There is. we go. But yeah, the the artwork just gorgeous as always. Um, the the scenes with the paragons, you know, colorful as always. And it's just the the I think what really impressed me about this series is the cleanliness of the lines, yeah, of of the color use and stuff like that. And I I thoroughly enjoy it. How do they do it? How do they do it? It's just so bright and colorful. I love it. <laughs> well, if you want to know how she does it, actually, Jen Bartel has um, like videos online on her like uh, Twitter all the time. She Whoa. posts like imp- she posts like work in progress stuff all yeah. the time. So pretty cool to see well, actually there you go yeah so for those of you who enjoy it you know follow Jim Bartell on Twitter post some <laughs> really cool stuff actually so yeah yeah awesome man awesome <laughs> all right so I think that about caps up our comics discussion so why don't we talk a little bit about that coffee we'll uh oh I don't know why I said that um, oh. <laughs> did you enjoy it you like it yeah it's good I think it's it's smooth mm-hmm. I think it's I like the way it's the, the flavors are the way it's layered. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting a um, like a dark chocolate vibe from it for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, something a little more earthier than that. I would say maybe like a um, hmm. kind of like a like a dried stone fruit. Okay. All right. Like dried apricots or something. Okay. I'm definitely feeling that. Dark chocolate, dried apricots. Um, I agree with the dark chocolate. I'm getting a bit of blueberries. And I think that's because I've recently had a lot of blueberries. I've just eaten a lot of blueberries. Oh, I taste it now. Hmm? Now that you mentioned it, that was a mouthful of blueberries just now. Hmm? Right? Okay, so we're gonna say dark chocolate blueberries. And do you, you sort of want to go with stone Forget fruit? Forget the apricots, bro. Oh, <laughs> one more thing. It's crazy how much I taste that now. Now that you mentioned it, mm-hmm. that's insane. Like it's like I literally just ate a mouthful of blueberries. Right, because there's a very distinct. It's very distinct. It's very distinct, but you have to place it first. Yeah. Once you place it, then you know. Then it hits you. Hits oh. you hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so dark chocolate blueberries. Are you getting anything else? Not, um, nothing, nothing crazy that jumps out. Nothing crazy that jumps out. I would say, uh, see, yeah, yeah, like sea salt, because there is a bit of the saltiness to it. Yeah. So I want to say some sort of sea salt, but like I want to place that on something. I just don't want to say like people Ooh, just dribble like a sea salt sea caramel, salt. maybe. 
Maybe, maybe, but then you but then you exactly you'll get a heavier caramel. I also don't want to say sea salt and vinegar. That's just That's weird. Weird. <laughs> so, but uh, the, I I place a little bit of sea salt and I just can't. You know I don't know. I don't know what it goes with. I don't know. Let's go with dark chocolate, blueberry, and let's just say sea salt. And okay. if the last thing revealed even has like a remote hint of an application with sea salt, we, we win. We win. Okay. <laughs> what, what a what a stipulation. <laughs> blueberry. Yes. Violets. Huh? Like violets. Like, like the, the color. Like the like the flower violets. There's a flower called violet. That was just the, the color. And peanut brittle. Peanut brittle. <gasps> peanut brittle has a little salt on it. Doesn't it? I. They, you, I well, know, I mean, to be fair, like, so does chocolate. <laughs> well, do they? Uh, maybe. What, 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 what goes. Brittle. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's, let me Google real quick what goes into peanut brittle. All right. If, if, you, even, if you even see. A pinch of salt, we win. All right, take it easy, bro. Let's not get too excited (laughs) with ourselves. Mom's best peanut brittle recipe. Okay. Okay. All right, mom. Uh, Yeah, a quarter teaspoon of salt, sure. But like, come Uh, on, really? A quarter teaspoon? No. Uh, One cup of sugar. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I guess that's why it's best. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Butter, baking soda, corn syrup. Okay. So okay, it's just it's just yeah. I guess you could say like, but peanut peanuts are also like salty too. Yes. So I guess yeah. In a way, okay. We'll 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 give half. One and <laughs> a half out of three. Near. One and a half out of three. One and a half. Okay. You know what? We pass. That's all we care about. That's all we want. Violets. There's no way. I don't know what violets taste like. The, yeah. I couldn't distinguish that, but the blueberry though, right in my mouth, bro. I felt right? it. I felt it right there. Right, I felt it. Yeah, you know what? The I'm... peanut brittle is hard. That peanut brittle one, I thought it would be more distinct. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. We did a good job. This coffee is great. It's smooth. Yeah, the f- the absolutely. flavors are layered really well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Timber Train Coffee Roasters, good job. Uh, this already roast is amazing, and uh, we look forward to more of your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I think it's about that time of day where we uh, hit up our boardroom and we go check out what new recruits we have for the Humble Heroes Agency. Ding! And we have arrived at the boardroom where we will be looking for some potential candidates to join our Humble Heroes Agency. This is a segment, if you didn't know already, where we scour the internet in search for the next superhero that, you know, a fan has created. Um, and we try to recruit them onto our team. So, Victor, who do we got this week? Do you like Legends of Tomorrow? Yes, actually. Very do you much. like time travel? Yeah, I actually enjoy time travel stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Do you think we should have our own time traveling hero? Okay, wait a minute. You've piqued my interest. Well, here we have Time Stream. Okay. Sylvia Richards, better known as Time Stream, is a time traveler from the 31st century, very, very far in the future. What century are we in right now? This is the 21st. 21st. So she's 10 centuries ahead. 10 centuries ahead. Oh, my goodness. She's come to take part in fighting crime. 
and recovering relics of the past. Which is I don't know what relics. relics I don't know what relics we have here. Um, the iPhone. That she could take like I guess like the uh, like the Constitution or something from the states. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Tide Pod. History unknown. <laughs> Tide Pod. Uh, I okay yeah I guess if you wanted a relic of how stupid we were <laughs> <laughs> this was from a period of time where people ate detergent people ate detergent <laughs> <laughs> sorry go on her history yes unknown because she's from the future so there is no history so it's almost as if uh, exactly there is no history it's not in history fact yet. she hasn't even <laughs> happened yet I like that I like that powers Time Machine was gifted with the ability to create small quote-unquote fields that can manipulate time, allowing her to slow down or stop time. She can also time travel, allowing her to visit the past or future. That's actually very helpful. Mm-hmm. A little, little risky, though, too. Yeah. Sylvia has gotten certain trinkets, such as a disc, that can be fired like a projectile or a grappling hook. Okay. Kind of like... Uh, the original Team Fortress. Remember the original Team Fortress when it was just like, was that was that the one with the oh, Ricochet from Steam? Remember the game Ricochet? No. Ricochet. No. The only Ricochet I know is the wrestler. Oh, <laughs> so Ricochet was uh, it's the same thing that they're talking about here. Like they, you would shoot like discs at each other. Okay. And they would bounce off of walls, and you, oh. you could end up okay. scoring a kill. All I right. don't know. Who knows? Um. But uh, that's all we know about her so far. Hmm. So very, very mysterious hero we got going on here. All Almost right. too mysterious. Well, think of remember when uh, the Time Master came from Legends of Tomorrow? Right. Yeah. yeah. They knew oh, nothing yeah. about that guy, but they're just yeah, we'll follow you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the time rates. Yes. From the Flash. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so even though we don't know much about her, the it's there. Like, I don't know if that's by intention on this superhero fanon. Yeah. That the history part was left blank. I hope it was because that's Because awesome. that's that's a neat touch. That's a neat touch. Yeah. Whoever created this. Neat touch. So, Jerry, what are your thoughts on Timestream? I I think she's very well... She, she's very much a, a, a good candidate for our team. I think so. I'm going to let her in based on the fact that uh, she has no history. <laughs> Isn't that like one reason to not let someone in? Is because you don't no, know the history? No, because she's from the future. History hasn't happened for her yet. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is we need to ask, in your future, are you a part of the Humble Heroes yeah, Agency? that's true. I, well, no, she can't answer that. She's going to change time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so the time rates are going to happen. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. She can't even answer that. So you know what? Very mysterious. You know what? Just, just join our team. Join our team. Join our team. You it's know, a 50-50 chance we may have just changed history. Timestream, welcome aboard. You'll get your union <laughs> card in the mail in two weeks. Wherever your address is, it's probably going to be here. So just, just come and grab it here. At our building. At our building. <laughs> yeah. And uh, welcome to the Humble Heroes Agency. Welcome. We hope you enjoy your stay. <laughs> For as long as it's going to be. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know, right? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, right. So I think that about wraps up the Humble Heroes Agency segment, and we hope you enjoyed the new superhero. Make sure you know if you like this superhero, if you like the idea of trying to find out all these other superheroes, make sure you hit that superhero fan, and I'll have it linked in our uh, 
oh, what's that thing? Oh, the, the description box. You'll find it in there. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about time now we get on a cosmic treadmill and see what is coming up for us next week. <laughs> that was the that was the most crazy travel that we've ever had. I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So we've arrived at the future. And just next week stream. we have just like <laughs> what is our history? I don't know. But we can tell you what's coming up ahead. We have Batman number 67, Justice League number 20, High Level number 2, and Venom number 12. What a lineup. What a lineup. What a lineup. What a lineup. I'm so excited. Because High Level was so good. I feel like that the way High Level 1 ended, oh, I just want to find out more, man. Can't wait for next week. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Don't remind me, but remind me because obviously I need to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I just call him up and say, hey, by the way, you read the High Level? Like, oh, my God. I had no idea. <laughs> All right. So that basically concludes this episode. So we thank you for tuning into it. We hope you have enjoyed it. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all these other all the other podcast service providers. So whichever one you're using, make sure you head on out there. Give us a rating, review, and you know if you can do it on iTunes, I'd be greatly appreciated as well. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or you got a title that you want us to start discussing on this show, make sure you email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics, twitter.com slash jerrythebear52 for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics, and we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. So if you can, make sure you hit up that Facebook page and give us a like if you got some time. And if you want to be a part of the community, make sure you join our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. All that excitement. Oh, that's yeah, uh, exactly. You can pause for a second. <laughs> that little know. pause. See ya. <laughs>